This is Woman in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called A Marriage Without Jesus. Our topic for today is the wedding feast. You probably all know the story of when Jesus gets invited to a wedding in Cana and he goes to the wedding and in the midst of the wedding the wine runs out. Now if you know about history you'll know that weddings in those days normally lasted about a week so during the process of this week-long wedding feast the wine ran out and today Deborah wants to talk to us about how sometimes or most times in marriages the wine runs out but thanks be to God because Jesus was there at that point when the wine ran out sister maybe you're in a point in your marriage where the wine has run out my question for you today is is Jesus there is Jesus a part of your marriage have you made him Lord of your marriage did you invite him inside he won't force his way in you have to invite him maybe you're preparing to get married my question for you is is Jesus on your guest list Deborah shouldn't be will now take us further on this subject. Father God, thank you so much for this series and I'm praying that your spirit will speak to our hearts. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let this series be a blessing to as many that will come across this series to your glory and to your honor. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. Um, I'm running this short series, it's just going to be a three-day series and I'm praying that you find it a blessing. It's going to be a series on marriage and it's starved. A marriage without Jesus. A marriage without Jesus. And it is my personal prayer that you will find this series a blessing. Um, Feel free to share this with your loved ones, particularly your friends, your married friends. Please do share with your friends that are married. I'm praying that God will use this to build up even your marriage and the marriage of those whom you will be forwarding this particular series to. A marriage without Jesus. We'll be looking at the book of Luke chapter 2. We'll be taking a few verses from there and also from John chapter 2. We'll be taking a few verses from there. Don't forget that at any point in this series, you can always go back to our website, www oakofrighteousness.co.uk there you will find many other series and you can also contact us through that website if you need to contact us and let me also bring to your attention one another of our sister website called young wife young mothers it's www.youngwifeyoungmother.focusgroups.org.uk so if you also go there, there are resources. It is a new website, so it's a work in progress. But there are few resources there that might be of use to you as a wife. And it is my prayer that as you go on these websites, you will find one thing or another that will help to build up your life as a wife and as a mother. Okay, so back to our series, A Marriage Without Jesus. One of the things that every young girl, Sometimes as young as five or six, we dream of our wedding day. That's one thing about girls. 
every woman wants to be married and well settled in marriage. Maybe just few women may not be interested in marriage. The part of our design as women is that we look forward to our wedding day. We all talk about our wedding dress and whatsoever and our wedding day and what we will do. And for many of us, this indeed became a reality. Our wedding day came, we got married, but a little down the road of marriage, then things turned upside down. So on this series, I want to challenge your heart. I want to ask you, is Jesus part of your marriage? A marriage without Jesus will be a chaotic marriage because marriage in itself is very challenging. But it is the marriage that has Jesus inside that thrives, that overcome all storms, that can cross over to the other side, other side of whatsoever the will of God is for such marriage. But a marriage without Jesus struggles. Even when things are seemingly going well, only for a little while. So on today's episode, let us look at the wedding feast. So we are going to read from both Luke and both John. Luke chapter 2 and John chapter 2. So let us read from the book of Luke first, chapter 2. It is the story of Jesus as a 12-year-old and um, his parents. So we'll be looking at that and see what lessons can we take for our lives as married women. So Luke 2 verse 41 and 42 says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. So like I said, this is the story of Jesus' parents and Jesus going to the Passover feast, the annual Passover feast. And at this time, while they were going this particular year, Jesus was age 12. So Jesus went with them to this feast. And what do I want to bring out of this, even as we look at a marriage without Jesus? Every marriage starts with a feast. Every marriage starts with a feast. Whether it's a massive wedding, whether it's a small wedding, whether it's just you and your husband that went to the registry or wherever, every marriage starts with a feast. Maybe there may be just few marriages. I don't know any actually that they start their journey with strife and trouble and yet they go ahead. No. So we are seeing the Lord Jesus and his parents. The parents of Jesus took him with, the, with them to Jerusalem for the annual feast of Passover. And again, as I look at this, I think what is also coming to my heart is, you know, sometimes we get married and afterwards, every year, what do we do? We celebrate our annual anniversary, isn't it? I remember my first, <laughs> my first wedding anniversary. I remember what I was wearing. I remember myself and my husband, you know, standing at the front of our church at the, on the pulpit with our cake, you know, taking pictures and I remember my little daughter on my hands then just a, a little maybe about a few months old or so and you know I'm just remembering that so we celebrate even our wedding anniversary annually isn't it a marriage usually starts with feast not only the feast of even wedding even also the feast of love 
loving each other. We are all over the moon. We are all over each other. Is that not how many marriages started? Every marriage usually starts with a wedding feast. But unfortunately, many of us get married. Some of us actually start our marriage with Jesus. You start your marriage, you go to church, maybe have a church wedding and what have you, and a blessing is pronounced on your home and whatever. And it's as if many of us, that was the only time we have Jesus in our marriage, just as a solemnization. And afterwards, Jesus is thrown out of our marriage. So for the parents of Jesus, they went to Jerusalem for the annual feast of Passover. And on this journey, they have Jesus with them. How beautiful will it be if in your marriage, you have Jesus in your marriage? And I think this is going to take me to John chapter 2. I'm going to take just a few verses just to see the man Jesus also now in a wedding in Cana of Galilee. So I will read John chapter 2. I will read verse 1, maybe to a few verses. I will let you know where I'm stopping. It says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. This is beautiful. Every wedding actually should start with Jesus, isn't it? So for this wedding in Cana of Galilee, Jesus was invited. And now verse 3 says, And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Do you see the beauty of having Jesus in a marriage? The beauty of having Jesus in your marriage when there was no wine. The mother of Jesus, you know, went to Jesus and said, Look, they have no wine. Now, I'm going to jump from that verse 3 now and go to verse 6 and there was set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three falcons apiece Jesus saith unto them fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim and he saith unto them draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was but the servant withdrew the water new. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. What a beautiful story. So here is a wedding in Cana in Galilee. They had a lack. But because Jesus was part of that wedding, the need in that marriage was quickly taken to Jesus. And along the way, we saw how Jesus resolved the need. What could have brought shame to that marriage? Jesus sorted it out. And not only that now, I think I love verse 11, how it says, this is the beginning of Jesus' miracle. How many miracles the Lord Jesus wants to do through marriages. God wants to reveal various aspects of him through Christian homes. 
God is seeking opportunity in Christian homes. But many, many, many of Christian homes have no Christ in their home. The parents of Jesus, like we saw earlier, they traveled to Jerusalem for an annual feast. They took Jesus with him. And my question to you as I prepare to round up this episode, have you Jesus in your marriage? When you started your wedding, look back to your wedding day. How was it? Was it a joyous, a glorious, a lovely thing? My niece got married about a few weeks ago and I, I wasn't able to be there. But the news that I had was that it was such a lovely, lovely occasion. I was told how excited my mother was, you know, because wedding brings joy, isn't it? What a privilege to allow Jesus to be part of our wedding. And not just our wedding, much more our marriage. Oftentimes we spend money, sometimes we even borrow for wedding feast without thinking where is the place of Jesus in this our matrimony. Oftentimes husband and wife starts life without Jesus. And along the line, just as we saw in the wedding in Cana of Galilee, that the wine ran out. And if, the, if Jesus was not part of the marriage, what happens to, to such marriage? I guess hence the reason why we are having a high rate of divorce, a high rate of separation in many homes. And I mean homes that came to church to be joined together few weeks down the line few months down the line such marriages have packed up there are stories of marriage that only lasted few weeks few months few years meanwhile marriage is for life marriage is till death do us part what space have you given to jesus in your marriage jesus want to be part of your matrimony jesus want to be the lord of your marriage are you going to give him a space maybe you are saying well we're not raised christian blah 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 but jesus says give me a chance if you give space to me into your heart then i'll be able to access your marriage i will be able to show you how marriage ought to be or maybe you you've tried all your best your best seems difficult your marriage is crumbling here is a great opportunity. Christ is saying, bring me in into your marriage and give me the privilege to turn your marriage story all around. Will you bring Jesus in into your marriage? Will you allow him to come and be even the owner of your marriage as you feast with him, as you dine with him on a daily basis? Amen. is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday, we started a new series called A Marriage Without Jesus. Our topic for today is leaving Jesus out of your marriage. Maybe at the beginning of your marriage, Jesus was there. 
but after some time you've kicked him out. Maybe you've come across a bump in the road, or maybe there's a mountain to climb, and you've kicked him out of your marriage. He's no longer there. Sister Deborah wants to talk to you, you who is suffering in your marriage, you who no longer knows what to do, you who's going through a hard part of your marriage and Jesus is not there. Leaving Jesus out of your marriage is dangerous. So my message to you is, if he is out of your marriage, invite him back into your life first. Not just going to church, but invite him into your heart, into your soul, and then into your home. And let him do the work that he is supposed to do, that he and only he can do. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, thank you once again for this series. As we come again, I am praying that you will speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. It is my prayer that you will find this series a blessing to you. If you have any need of counseling, do feel free to go to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk to contact you. The various means to contact us is here on our website and then if you've missed any of this series or you want to listen to any other past series, do go on our website. And like I said yesterday, we also have our youngwifeyoungmother.focusgroups.org.uk website which caters for wives and mothers. I pray you find it a resource website for your life journey as a wife and as a mother. We are still on this series, A Marriage Without Jesus. And yesterday we saw the wedding feast. Some of us went all the way to borrow, you know, to have an elaborate wedding. And a few weeks, a few months down the line, we started having trouble in our homes. Meanwhile, that is not the plan of God for a Christian home. If only we brought Jesus beyond our wedding feast, how wonderful our marriages would have been. So I'm praying that as we journey further on this series, you will settle down, God will open your eyes to see the beauty of having Christ Jesus even in your marriage. Today, let us look at leaving Jesus out of your marriage. Leaving Jesus out of your marriage. We saw last time from the book of Luke chapter 2. We'll probably look at that Luke chapter 2 again. And John chapter 2. We saw last time how the mother and the father of Jesus went to Jerusalem for the for the annual Passover feast. They too did not go alone, but they took Jesus with them. They took Jesus with them to that feast. And like I was saying yesterday, that oftentimes, Majority of us actually took Jesus with us to our wedding feast, but we don't take him beyond our wedding feast. Many come to church for solemnization, even when they are not born again, when they are not Christian. Some just to get a certificate. Yet Christ wants to to be part and parcel of your marriage. So today, let us look at leaving Jesus out of your marriage. It is a dangerous thing, honestly, to leave Jesus out of our marriage. 
it is dangerous. So let's look at Luke chapter 2. And today let's read from verse 43. Last time we saw how the parents of Jesus went to the feast of the Passover with the Lord Jesus, isn't it? So now let's meet them again from verse 43. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. And I think I should stop here. So we see the Lord Jesus now. Followed his parents. They took him to the feast in Jerusalem. And when they finished the feast, on their way back, the father and the mother took their journey back home, but without Jesus. And I think this is where many of our marriages get into trouble. We do elaborate wedding, we go to church and we do whatsoever, everything. And at the long run, it only ends at the wedding feast. Many of us don't take Jesus beyond the wedding feast. Many couples don't spend time in the Bible together. Many couples don't spend time in prayer together. The prayer they prayed only ends at their wedding feast. The Bible they read only ends at their wedding feast. Breaking of bread together only ends at the wedding feast. So we are seeing the parents of Jesus that having fulfilled the days at the feast, they are now returning back home but without Jesus. And what struck me is the fact that they left Jesus behind and both of them did not know actually that they left him behind. And there are many couples, even young couples, who married, you know, in love with each other, but because they did not carry Jesus along, they are having trouble early in their marriage. Sometimes you think because, well, you are a worker in church, maybe you are in one department or another in church, that gives you automatic, you know, access to Jesus. It doesn't work like that. Sometimes we assume that because I'm a member of a local church, I've got Jesus in my life. It doesn't happen like that. It starts by giving our life to the Lord Jesus and following him in accordance to his word. So Mary and Joseph left Jesus behind and they did not know that they had left him behind. Could it be also that in your marriage, you left Jesus behind and you did not know? You are busy with church. You are busy with the activity, busy with all sorts of things. But in the real sense of it, Jesus is no longer in your heart as a wife. Jesus is no longer in your husband's heart. And I see him saying, as he said in the book of Revelation 3, that I am standing at the door. He is knocking again, even through this podcast, and saying, open your heart to me. Don't leave me behind in your life. Don't leave me behind in your marriage. And some of you are listening to this podcast you actually have Jesus in your heart. Say, so he is the Lord of my life. I've given my life to him. I don't do anything sinful. I've said no to sin, which is so true. But look at your marital relationship. Is Jesus in your matrimony? Look at the relationship between you and your husband. Can you say this is how Jesus 
live is like. There are situations where couples are living, sleeping in different rooms. There are situations where husbands have made up their mind that, look, I'm not going to have anything to do with her. Let's just continue the way we are in this home. We have left Jesus behind. Some husbands have come to, to say to themselves, this is my lot. I will just bear up because I don't want to miss heaven. Let me just bear with her. Let things go the way she has put it. I won't go beyond the boundary she has set. Why? Because you have left Jesus out of your marriage. And you don't know. Some of you are busy with Christian activities. Meanwhile, Jesus is no longer in your marriage. When last did you and your husband talk together? When last did you look at each other's face and share deep things that are hurting each other with each other? When last did you sit around the word of God and encourage and admonish and take the lost discipline from his word? When last did you and your husband sit together to pray over your weaknesses, over the struggles in your marriage? When last did you enjoy the love that you had together at the very beginning of your marriage? Could it be that you have left Jesus behind and you still think that you have Jesus even in your marriage? You know, the danger that we are in in the church today is that we are so full of many activities and we have many slogans, many phrases, many ways of expressing Christianity. Meanwhile, the real essence of Christianity is no longer there. What is the state of the relationship between you and your husband? I've found situation when husband has, where husband are saying, I don't want my, my wife in that activity. I don't want her to go there. I don't want her to do this. I don't want her to attend this. And you know, the wife is there and it has caused rancor in their marriage. And I'm saying, if the husband is saying, I don't want you there, why not back off? Back off. So that you can win his heart. As long as your work with God is intact. There are many things. Your husband is saying, I don't want you to be wearing this. I don't want you to dress this way. But you insisted in your own way. Is Jesus still part of your marriage? So we see the parents of the Lord Jesus. They return back from the feast. Not knowing that Jesus was not with them. And verse 44 says, but they supposing him to have been in the company. Are you seeing? They thought Jesus was in their company. So they went a day's journey and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. Wow. They thought, they presumed, they assumed that Jesus was in the company. After all, we go to church because we go to church. We are Christians. Assumption. They were seeking Jesus in church congregation because we pray in church, we lift up our hands, we sing, we do all sorts of, we sing hymns, we sing praises and worship and whatsoever. That makes Jesus to stay within our marriage. But is that so true? Do you know there are couples that actually come to church, but they are not at talking terms at home. So Mary and Joseph were seeking for Jesus amongst their kinsfolk, amongst their acquaintance, not knowing Jesus actually was not in their midst. 
And it is my prayer that the Lord will challenge your heart to reevaluate your relationship, even with your husband. Is Jesus in your marriage? You know the scripture we read yesterday in John chapter 2, when Mary approached Jesus and said, look, they don't have wine. What if Jesus was not in that wedding in Cana of Galilee? Mary could approach Jesus because Jesus was there and he was able to resolve the lack of wine in that wedding. Maybe your marriage is also undergoing the lack of wine. The wine being the love between both of you at the beginning. Maybe your matrimony is lacking even the lack of commitment that you had for each other at the beginning. Maybe your love for your husband is fading away because of infidelity. Maybe you are just committing yourself to your children at this junction. I want to say to you, the only solution, the only way out is that you as a wife invite Jesus back into your life and through your life, let him flow into your marriage. I've seen Jesus, you know, I've seen him great and wonderful things in marriages. He can redeem your marriage. The problem is not first your husband. But if you allow Jesus access back into your heart. Now, I'm not talking of going to church, being a church member or even a worker or a head of department. I'm talking about having a real relationship with the Lord Jesus. The moment that kicks in, he is able to flow through your life into your relationship with your husband. Just as we saw in the wedding that took place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus sorted out the lack of wine. And you know, there came testimony and there came the first miracle of the Lord Jesus. Could it be that Jesus wants to wrought miracle through your life, in your husband's life? Could it be that Jesus wants to bring forth a great testimony in your home? And he's knocking on the door of your heart, saying, don't leave me behind. Jesus wants to be part of your life and through your life flow into your marriage. The parents of Jesus left Jesus at the wedding feast while they went ahead. Many, 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 many Christian marriages, Christian homes left Jesus at the wedding altar and then both hold hands and go on honeymoon and go on this and go on that without Jesus. And then a little down the line, they are hit with life hardship. And before you know it, such marriage shatters. I'm praying that you will see the need to bring in Jesus into your marriage. Only he has the manual for how your marriage should operate. And I'm praying that as the wife in your home, because the scripture says it takes the, it takes the wise woman to build her house. May you build your house as you build a solid relationship with the Lord Jesus, which will now flow even into your marriage. It is a dangerous thing to continue to leave Jesus out of your marriage. Maybe your pastor don't even know what is going on in your own marriage. Maybe for years, you and your husband, you are not talking again. You are not sleeping in the same room. Um, conjugal relationship is a thing of the past between you and your husband. And people still see you as couples at church. They don't know what is going on. But I tell you, 
this is the time to bring in Jesus back first to your life and then he will flow into your marriage. Your marriage is to be an example of the future marriage of the church and the Lord Jesus. But if your marriage is shattered now, how can you be part of that wonderful wedding feast? Here's the reason why you must bring Jesus in first into your life. Then he will flow into your marriage. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a new series called A Marriage Without Jesus. Our topic for today is Seeking Him in Your Marriage. Today, Deborah will be continuing the story of when Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem, but they left him behind. Today, she'll be talking about how they went back to go and seek him. Sister, maybe your marriage is like that. Maybe at some point on the road you've lost Jesus in your life and in your marriage. Go and seek him. Go and seek him and beg him to come back with you. And when Jesus' parents found him and asked him to come back with them, he did. You also must do the same. Maybe you're going through some troubles and some trials in your marriage. The Bible says... Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. Seek him first, and everything else will come also. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again for bringing us to the end of this series. And it is my prayer that you will round it up, Lord, even to the glory and to the honor of your name. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you back to this series and thank you so much for joining us to the end. I pray that whatsoever the Lord has shared with you on this series, you will find it useful. And if you need to contact us, don't forget you can go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk everything you need to contact us is there on our website i hope all is well with your marriage i hope you are enjoying the beauty of jesus within a marriage marriage is enjoyable when jesus is part of that marriage there is no marriage that doesn't face its storm every marriage you know just like that parable that the lord jesus told in matthew chapter 7 of two men that were building one upon the sand the other upon the rock so both the one that built on the rock and on the sand experienced storm but the one that built upon the rock stood the storms of life so every marriage whether christian or non-christian will undergo storms but what sustains a christian home is the foundation of christ upon which such home is built upon so a marriage without jesus is a marriage at risk a marriage without jesus is a marriage at risk both here on earth 
and even in eternity. And I'm praying that your marriage will find Christ as we finish this series today. On today's series, we are going to finish up last time on this particular series, A Marriage Without Jesus. We saw the wedding feast and then we looked at leaving Jesus out of your marriage. So to round up this series today, let us look at seeking him in your marriage. Seeking Jesus in your marriage. Many married women are seeking for affection from their husbands. They are seeking for their husband to notice them. They are seeking love from their husband. They are dressing up. They are beautifying themselves. They are doing pamper weekend, pamper this, all sorts of things just for their husband to get their attention. But the only one you ought to seek actually is the Lord Jesus. Now, am I saying you will not dress well as a wife? Not at all. You will look beautiful. You will look presentable, not just because of your husband, but much more also for the Lord. So who should you be seeking in your own marriage? You need to seek the Lord Jesus in your marriage. There is the need to seek him in the way you talk to your husband. There is the need to seek him in the way you dress. There is the need to seek him in the way you cook your husband's meal, in the way you present his meal, in everything actually as a wife. Maybe your own marriage is undergoing trouble, is undergoing turbulence, even at this season. Let me tell you, there is hope for your marriage if only you seek Jesus, even in your marriage. Oftentimes, we look for each other's mistakes as couples. Meanwhile, our relationship with each other as husband and wife will be more enjoyable if we relate with each other through the Lord Jesus. So let's go back to our scripture again. Luke chapter 2, but today we are going to read verse 45 and 46. Remember, we saw how the parents of Jesus took him at age 12 to Jerusalem for the annual Passover feast. And when the feast finished, they traveled back, but without Jesus. And I said, it is an allegory of many, many so to say Christian homes. You start in church, you go on your wedding day, people gather together, you receive the priest's blessing and what have you. And the solemnization is so beautiful, so wonderful. The wedding so great. But fellowshipping and working with God as couples then ends on your wedding day. There is no need to call on Jesus together again. There is no need to take communion together as husband and wife. There is no need to pray together as husband and wife anymore. That is the place that many, many Christian homes have found themselves. So let us go and read now verse 45 and 46 as we look at seeking him in your marriage. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem. Maybe I should actually go back to verse 44. Let me read from verse 43. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. 45. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass 
that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. May the Lord bless his word as we have a quick look at it. So here we are now, the parents of Jesus, having realized that they've left the Lord Jesus behind. They've sought for him among their kinsfolk. Like many of you, you go to church. So, well, we are workers in church. We are the head of department. We are this. But in your personal life, Jesus is not in your life. In your marriage, Jesus is not there. So, the parents of Jesus haven't realized this. And I think for you to be able to seek Jesus, there is the need to first realize that he is no longer in our marriage. If our home is a place of argument, of calling each other names as purpose, then Christ is no longer in such marriage. So there is the need to make room for Jesus to come into that marriage again. If in your marriage there is secrecy, there is no openness, there is no oneness, then the chance is Christ is no longer part of that marriage. It doesn't matter the religious activities we might be doing. Wherever Jesus is, there will be peace. There will be openness. There will be transparency. So the parents of Jesus, they looked for Jesus. They couldn't find him. And when they could not find him, the Bible says they turned back again to Jerusalem. Woman, I don't know how many years you've been married. I don't know the state of your marriage. I don't know the state of the relationship between you and your husband. I don't know how your wine ran out. I don't know how your sweet wine has become sour. The one thing that I know, Christ is waiting. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, he says, I am standing at the door. I am knocking. If anybody hears and opens the door, he says, I will come in. I will sup with him. And I will wine with him. I will eat with him. Christ is seeking you, actually. Even though I am saying seek him, he actually is seeking you. So the parents of Jesus went back to Jerusalem. And I said, this is where you need to start from. There is a need to seek Jesus. You need to go back. When did your relationship become what it is now? When? Was it few months into your marriage? Was it few years? So there is the need to sit down and say, where did we go wrong? When did we let Jesus out? How did we let him out? Sometimes it could be that it's an appointment that one of you took. Maybe your husband took up an appointment that separated the two of you and then the enemy gained a gap. And before you know it, the love for each other started diminishing and you started having affection for another man. It could be like that. It could be that maybe it's since you took up that appointment at your workplace where you and your boss now are having more time together and your heart is becoming warm with him. It could be. So you need to sit down and look. How did we let out Jesus? Of our marriage. In some cases, it could be it happened at the advent of a newborn baby. Maybe 
both of you were carried away with the care of the child and neglect the love for each other and the love for the Lord. So there is the need to look at where did we go wrong? And then bring that before each before the Lord and say, Lord, if you are the one who realized this, go before the Lord. Lord, this is what I notice. I am so sorry for how I have let you out of this home. Forgive me. We need you back now. So let him come back first into your heart. So the parents of Jesus went back doing what? Seeking him. Maybe you've gone to therapists, you've gone to counselors who have given you various ways to win your husband's love back. But can I say to you, the primary way to win your husband back is to seek Jesus. You need him. It is as you begin to seek him and he begin to equip your heart, he begin to help your heart, that you begin to understand what it means to be a wife to your husband. And what I've always, I've often found is that a wife that allowed Jesus back into her heart and allowed Jesus to take the supreme mercy over her life begin to see her own wrong actually and not first her husband's wrong and even if she sees her husband's wrong it will be with the heart of mercy and compassion for her husband that is why it is very very needful to seek jesus seeking him in your marriage in your conjugal relationship seek jesus in the way you cook seek jesus there is the need to bring Jesus back into your marital relationship. So the Bible says after three days, having sought for Jesus, they found Jesus. Jesus did not go away. Jesus was where they left him. They were the one who left Jesus and went on a journey without Jesus. So as you are the wife, make up your mind to seek him. You will find out that you will find him. You will meet him hearing and answering questions and he will hear and answer your questions also just as he was doing even to these doctors even in the temple and jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 and 14 says as i close this episode and this series as a whole it says and you shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart so there is the need to seek the lord with all your heart and verse 14 says and i will be found of you saith the lord and i will turn away your captivity this is the promise of god it doesn't matter how far your marriage have gone christ is able to turn away your captivity and he says and i will gather you from all the nations and from the places whither i have driven you saith the lord and i will bring you again into the place whence i called you to be carried away captive oh christ is able to bring fresh wine new wine into that your marriage again oh you know as i'm talking the testimony of a dear one is coming to my heart how her marriage is experiencing the new wine god is able to visit your marriage to visit my marriage as we seek him first the scripture says in matthew 6 33 that seek ye first the kingdom of God and every other thing shall be added to you. Will you seek him first for your life and seek him in your marriage? 
and seek him for your marriage. It is too dangerous to go without Jesus in your marriage. And you need to take that initiative. Don't say, well, my husband will not answer. You take the first step in seeking Jesus. As he finds you, then 